He shames every idol. He reigns without rivals. He goes by the name of Jehovah. Jehovah. He speaks into nothing. In darkness goes
We live for you, oh. 
other name Jesus the only one who could ever say Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for you
today. You deserve it, Lord. Give it to Him. the truth as we stand in your presence today you are worthy of all the praise we could give you're worthy of all the worship every song everything we could give financially our attention our presence here you are worthy of it all and we honor your great name today in this place spirit of god we thank you for your presence lord we are desperate for your presence today and i pray that in this room in this place even as Pastor Brandon speaks about this uh, used spirit today, that you would just, you would do something fresh in us. Lord, we love you and we honor you in this moment and today in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, amen, amen. Hey, it is so good to see you here today. Hey, you know, in the middle of a tropical storm, you guys came. Give yourself a hand, you know, well done. And uh, it's so good to see each one of you today. Uh, let's take a few moments and let's greet each other. God bless you. So if you are our guest today, we have these Connect cards in the, in the uh, seat back in front of you. If you could grab one and fill it out, and uh, that would be a tremendous help. At the end of our service, just head out there to the lobby. We have our guest services table. Hand it to them. They have a gift. That would be uh, a tremendous help to us so we can thank you for being, able, uh, for being with us today. Ushers, if you could come, we're going to receive this morning's tithes and offerings. Lord, let's pray. Lord, thank you for today. Again, being able to worship you, being able to give you praise with our mouths, with our hearts, with our minds, with our thoughts. And Lord, I pray that as we continue to worship you in giving, that you would anoint and bless these moments. We thank you for them, and we, we honor you with our giving today. Bless this offering, and let it accomplish the purposes of your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. When the sun's shining down on me, 
When the world's all as it should be, blessed be your name. Blessed be your name on the road marked with suffering. Though there's pain in the offering, blessed be your name. Every blessing you pour out, I'll turn back to praise. And when the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will say, blessed be the name of the Lord, blessed be your Blessed be your glorious name. Hey, a couple uh, announcements this morning. How many got to be here last week for our church picnic? How many were here? Raise your hands. Proud, loud, okay. Uh, yeah, you are a quiet bunch today. You really are, and that's okay. It's just the weather, you know, we kind of, you know, whatever. But, um, but if, you, uh, if you were here last week, man, we just escaped from that rain. At the very end, there were some downpours, but we made it. And uh, what a great day it was. Man, there was, I think there were like, 27 things to do, like some crazy number. And uh, for all of those that were a part of Dwight's crew and the board members and their wives and different folks that pitched in, would you give them a hand? They just did an incredible job. They really did. And then, of course, we got to celebrate our, our pastor and his wife, Kathy, for their 25 years. It was actually, celeb- it was actually the 10th was their 25th uh, year actual anniversary, but we celebrated last last week, and of course they have a, a thank you here in the bulletin that they want to give to to everyone. But we have some things coming up, and uh, one of them is this Friday night, and it's going to be our family fun night, and it's usually a fifth a fifth Friday is usually a, a youth night. We do some activity or something like that, so we're com- we're, we're taking advantage because pretty soon winter is going to be here and. You know, you can't go outside anymore, so we're going to take advantage of that. So middle school, high school students still come out, but families, come on out. If you're single, come on out. It's a come-and-go event. We're going to have all kinds of fun things to do. We're going to be in the parking lot out there. Bring a chair. Everybody say that with me. Bring a chair, unless you like sitting on blacktop. That's, I mean, hey, that's fine. Uh, We're going to have some bonfire pits out there to sit around. We're going to have some pickleball, some... Um, cornhole. I mean, we're just going to have a good time hanging out. So if you're a hangout person, you're like, I don't want to do anything. I want to have a sloppy joe or a hot dog and sit there. This is your night. If you want to be active, this is your night. Again, it's this Friday. Of course, stuff will be out on Facebook, but just know that it's this Friday from 6 to 9 p.m. for the whole family. Don't bring dinner. I mean, you know, if you're young kids, just bring them, eat, and then you can hang out for a little bit and head home, but it'll be a good time. Uh, Grief Share is coming up October 11th at 7 p.m. in room 106. That's going to be beginning again on October 11th. It's uh, an opportunity to help folks that are walking through grief to be able to process that and experience the healing of God. And then we have Youth Convention Balance of $70. If you have not paid that, actually, if you haven't paid the deposit, 
please let me know. I know who you are anyway, so don't, it's not, a, don't, you don't have to hide from me, whatever. Just, just let me know what's going on. Communicate with me and, uh, and, and we'll be able to take care of it. But the balance is due next Sunday, October 1st of so $70. Make sure you make note of that. And then our Bible study, his, our Wednesday night study, uh, Pastor Brandon had this past Wednesday and our pastor is going to be teaching this Wednesday. It's a great, great night. Uh, if you haven't made it out to that adult study, please um, take advantage of that opportunity on Wednesday nights. And uh, now I'd like to invite to speak to us this morning, since he just married his daughter, the most broke man in the room, Pastor Brandon, come on up. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I don't know if I just turned this on or off. On? On. Yes, yes, I'm, I'm quite broke. Emotionally, physically, financially, I'm broke. Yes, so Pastor Hans mentioned you're a quiet crowd. Don't be that quiet. Let's, let's, I could come up here and just be right along with you and just preach from God's word. But we are going to, um, I want to talk about uh, something Jesus said today. And, um, you know, I, obviously we've been in the study. If you have been a part of uh, the adult life group class the past five weeks, next week will be our final session, we have been talking about the Holy Spirit, uh, the different names of the Holy Spirit and, and their meaning to us. And it has really prompted me to kind of delve in a little bit deeper and, and to, uh, to look at what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit. No doubt you've heard some of this before, uh, but we all need the reminder. I want to tell you, we all need the reminder. Um, and so with that, I want to read to you from John chapter 14, uh, verses 15 through 17. Jesus says, if you love me, obey my commandments. Now, that, if I was a little bit bolder, and maybe I will do this in the future, if we continue this series, that's a sermon in itself. If you love me, obey my commandments. Now, I'm not speaking on that today, but I just wanted to point that out. Verse 16, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives in, with you now, because he lives with you now and later he will be in you. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your gift of the Holy Spirit this morning. Lord, it is where we find uh, the, the ability to, to continue on in our Christian walk, Lord. He helps us. He guides us, Lord. And I just pray, Lord, that through your words and your description, Lord, we would have a better understanding how we can apply it to our lives, God. And I pray that you would uh, just be with us in this hour, God. Speak to our hearts, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Before I move on, I wanted to say this earlier. So my parents, if you know my parents, and, and not taken away from pastors, anniversary, or anything, yesterday was their 56th anniversary. Yes. And my parents haven't been here. If you know, my father is, you know, is, is weak and, and kind of gets here. And my mom takes care of him. Well, my mom is down a little bit. You know, her knee is bothering her. And I shouldn't even say this because she said she's going to watch the sermon later, but she just wants everybody to know they haven't left the church. She said, you know, she feels like week after week, you don't see them. You think something's up. That's all it is. And, uh, but 56 years is, is, you know, and I know many of you have been probably married that long, if not longer. 
Um, and so, great feat. All that aside, again, Jesus so many times will say in his word, we talked about this just this morning. So in his opening verse, he says, if you love me, obey my commandments. And it's almost as if he's saying, and then I will. Do you, do you understand that we have a responsibility today as we serve the Lord? And oftentimes we forfeit so much because we don't, have, we don't upheld our end of the bargain. We, we, uh, we want Jesus to do all that he said he'll do, but we don't want to fulfill our obligation to it. Jesus says, if you love me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father to send another advocate. So in this phrase, I, I'm, I, I'm not a big word person, but I, I do like to look at that, is the word another. Jesus is saying another, now that could mean in place of him, or it could mean another as in the same kind, and that is what he's saying here. One of the same kind will come to you, and in our context, we, we, we understand that the Spirit has uh, dwelt in Jesus this entire time, and now when he leaves, it will infill. Do you know this morning that the day you receive Christ as your Savior, the Holy Spirit came to reside in your life. Are you thankful for that this morning? Amen. Amen. Now, Jesus refers to him here in, in the New Living Translation as another advocate. Uh, and many translations, I, I love doing this, many translations, you, uh, I'll click on a verse and on my program that I go to, uh, Bible Hub, It'll show you every translation in those verses. And I love to see the different word choice uh, to describe who this advocate is. In one translation, you're going to see helper. In another, you're going to see counselor. All of these are descriptive of the Holy Spirit and what he is. Some say encourager. All of these would be appropriate because he is all of those things. Uh, as a matter of fact, the Amplified Bible version... If you've ever read the Amplified, it kind of leaves, there's no doubt. He, it covers all bases. Verse 16 says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, and standby. So there's no doubt. You know what the Holy Spirit's job is to do. But I want to talk a little bit about who he is and what his job is to us. Who he is is a member of the Trinity. Equal with the Father and the Son. He was there at creation. We read in Genesis 1 verse 2, The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. He is the author of Scripture today. He is the one who inspired the writers. Many times you'll hear the argument, well, the Bible was written by men. Yes, it was but they were inspired, they were spoken to by this Holy Spirit. And here again, we, we have the word advocate. This is where I'm going to you know, delve a little bit into what you've heard our pastor speak about. But a simple Google search, you will find a common definition of advocate. In a noun, it's a person who publicly supports or recommends a particular cause or policy. We've heard this, uh, you know, they're an advocate for uh, this group or, or this, this, this policy that they're trying to push, they're an advocate. The verb would be to publicly recommend support for such a thing. 
Uh, many times you hear this referred to as, as a lawyer. And when you think of what that is, the lawyer pleads your case. And this morning, the Holy Spirit pleads your case. Um, but also, uh, we, Lynn and I were just watching a, a show yesterday, and this woman was kind of in trouble, but she wanted to tell her side of the story. And so she reached out to this woman, and the woman's like, well, what do you want me to do for you? She said, I need you to be my advocate. And I, I thought, how appropriate, I'm, I've been talking about this. What is that, what does that mean? And one of the things, th this is just like the world, this is just like Satan. When I Google the advocate, there's a little thing on the side column that shows you that that is a publication for the LGBT community called The Advocate. And I want to tell you today, the world tries to hijack the rainbow. They try to commandeer the name advocate. The advocate is the Holy Spirit, is a gift from God the Father to every believer to help and guide us into a rich and full spiritual life to live for God, period. Exclamation, exclamation, I think I put. That is who the advocate is. Now you can advocate for people. The advocate that we're talking about today is God's Holy Spirit. What is his job? The wonderful thing about the Holy Spirit is his job is manifold. It's numerous. He does many things. He, he comes to the situation or circumstance you find yourself in and he becomes all you need in that moment. I, I, for lack of a better term, please forgive me, he's a jack of all trades. You know, many times we say about ourselves, I'm a jack of all trades, but master of none. The Holy Spirit knows just what he needs to do in just the right situation for each one of us. Thank you, Lord. So it is his job, and really, we don't need to go any much further to describe what he is, because Jesus gives us this, this term. In the King James uh, Bible, rather than advocate, it says comforter. And in the Greek, as you have heard Pastor talk about numerous times, this is comforter is translated from the Greek word parakletos or paraclete. And beautifully, you see that this word means one who comes alongside. Have you ever, uh, you've seen this footage of, um, uh, of runners, they're running a marathon. And one of the guys goes down, I don't know if it's his knee or what, and these other runners come and they pick him up. And yes, they're going to lose the race because they've slowed down, but they put their ar his arm around them and they carry him. That is a beautiful picture of one that comes alongside. Pastor, I think you've even talked about it almost means as if to clothe yourself, as if you're putting on a garment. That is what the Holy Spirit becomes when we have him in our lives. It, he is called aside to assist. Assist how? I'm glad you asked because I have several points that I want to talk about this morning. The one, the first one being the Holy Spirit, his purpose is to make you and I more like Jesus Christ. In John 14, 26, it says this, but when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and remind you of everything I have told you. If, if you, I, I pray that you are enjoying your sanctification process. No, it's not easy. And we, we falter, we have our ways, but the Holy Spirit is there to guide us and to lift us up. 
the writer, I think I've used this quote before, but Max Licato, he has a phrase that says, God loves you just the way you are. Do you know that this morning? God loves you just the way you are, but it says, but he refuses you to leave you that way. He wants you to be just like Jesus. And the Holy Spirit has come to aid us. I want to ask you, in your daily life, do you sense the Holy Spirit? Absolutely. And I would say if you don't sense the Holy Spirit, seek him and he will be found. The Holy Spirit not only makes us more like Jesus, but he gives us power to witness. Uh, Acts 1.8, uh, 1, and you've heard this verse many times, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, through Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. I can tell you that when I, and, and I want to say, at the moment of salvation, we all receive the Holy Spirit. But there is an infilling of the Holy Spirit that if, if I, in my Christian walk, had any doubt, when I was filled with the Holy Spirit, I'd have, I would have witnessed to this table. I would have witnessed to anybody from the time I was at church. I, I probably told this story before. I was at church all by myself. I thought I was innocently going over some songs for that week. And I'm singing this song about, Lord, we need your presence. And I can't get the words out. I keep walking away from the piano like, what is happening right now? Like, I'm, I'm just trying to go over this song. I'm innocent. I'm just trying to, I can't genuinely say I was in the, you know, acting in the spirit and, and thinking about these things. But the Holy Spirit had a plan for me that day. And I went back and I tried to sing that song. And I just stepped away. And I was like, I was like, am I supposed to lift my hands right now? And when I lifted my hands, I spoke in tongues by myself in that church. I walked back and forth. I couldn't believe what was happening in that moment. And I, I, I very much thank God that it was, it was not something I felt influenced to do. It wasn't something I was necessarily at the time seeking to do. But the Lord chose to do it in me in that moment. And so I say this, that if I had any doubt, it, you know, a lot of people don't like to witness. It's awkward. It can be awkward. But when you have the Holy Spirit having filled you, nobody can tell me I conjured that up. Nobody can tell me that that was me. I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt the Holy Spirit had come. And all of this stuff I had read about began to make sense. But until it happened in my life, it was so significant and so, such an impact in my life. That's by design. That is by design. That was designed for the disciples at the moment. They needed that strength. They needed that power uh, because Jesus was not going to be around and they needed to be faithful witnesses for him. The Holy Spirit gives us that power. He also guides us into all truth. Jesus said this in, in John 15, 26, but I will send you the advocate, the spirit of truth, and he will come to you from the Father and will testify all about me. You know that Jesus is, calls himself the way, the truth, and the life. The word is truth. The spirit is the spirit of truth. He does not lie. He does not mislead. This morning, we cannot go wrong. We cannot go wrong. We talked about this a little bit in, in our life group class this morning, that even if, and I don't want to say this wrong, even if all of this that we talk about, that all that we live ended up amounting to nothing, you still lived a good life. 
But thank God, thank God that we have the power of the Holy Spirit leading us in each and every day. The Holy Spirit convicts us of sin. And now let me read this to you and, and let me un, let you understand this a little bit. John 16, 8 says, And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness of the coming judgment. Now, the world's sin is their disbelief that Jesus is the Son of God. Our sin, our conviction, for so many times, have you ever referred to that little voice in your head? I want to say stop it. Stop it. It is not that insignificant. It is the Holy Spirit guiding you and speaking to you. We've I've talked about this with Dwight. We need to stop giving credit to the wrong thing. Give credit where credit is due, and that is to the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, that you love me enough, and Spirit of God, that you would come and direct me and, and keep me from making foolish decisions uh, that I am prone to make. I've never had, you've heard of people going to get on an airplane and they just felt this tremendous, you know, something telling them don't get on that plane. I don't think I've ever had that. Um, I haven't wanted to get on a plane before, but it wasn't because I was being told not to. Um, but he cares enough to point out those things. And many times we don't realize it, but if we will yield to him and his guidance... We can recognize that there are things in our life that need to be removed. There are things in our life that uh, I, I'm a firm believer that when I start praying and I'm praying to the Lord, you know, I, I've been, you know, I, I know of this sin, but if there are other sins that I am guilty of, please show them to me. I'm quick to, they come to me just like that. It's like, how did I miss that? How, did, how was I not thinking about that? Uh, but thank you, Holy Spirit, for pointing those things out. The Holy Spirit reveals God's word to us. And the, the greatest thing is, I don't have to be a theologian. Many times, as, as you read scripture, the Holy Spirit can translate it for your <laughs> finite mind. Or your child, you know, we, we don't see things this way, but the Holy Spirit has a way of making us understand. Paul writes this in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 10 through 14. He says, But it was to us that God revealed these things by his Spirit. For his Spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except the person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we, we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. Verse 13, when we tell you these things, we do not use the words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the spirit, using the spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. truths. But people who are spirit, aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's spirit. It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the spirit means. I'm thankful that God knows just what I need to understand. Just what I need to understand. Paul says that he shows us the deep truths. You can see 
in, in modern day, whether it's news, whether it's explaining something away, where this term, it all sounds foolish to them. I saw, I saw recently there was a, a young girl who, uh, she won the women's championship in tennis. Very young girl. And uh, she has been open about her faith. I didn't know that about her, but she, uh, apparently in, in all of her interviews, and so she wins the championship, and she takes a moment, and she bows down at her bench that she's sitting there, and she's praying. And my understanding is the commentator said, oh, she's just taking this moment to take it all in. And if you know Tony Dungy, he's a football coach. He is a believer. He's a very outspoken believer. He tweeted out, hey, ESPN, I just want to let you know, she's not taking it all in. She's praying to the Lord who has sustained her and, and just bringing that up. Because too many times we chalk things up and we don't give credit to the Holy Spirit, to God, and we need to begin doing that. The Holy Spirit also brings glory to the Father and to Jesus. John 16, 14. The Holy Spirit will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. And he can tell it to you in a way that you will understand. Praise God. Praise God that he will tell it to me as I understand. Sometimes you ever be in a conversation, you're trying to, and you feel like you just can't find the right words, and you use a word and you think, I don't think I just used that word in the right way. It felt good, but I don't think I used it in the right context. And as long as they don't call, call you on it, then you feel better about yourself. Charles Spurgeon references this verse, uh, six, John 16, 14. And he points out that the Holy Spirit deals with feeble men and simple minds. Aren't you thankful for that this morning? He says, I know for one that the Holy Spirit, he says that for, and think about this, even, even when you consider Christ coming to our earth, leaving all of glory to come and dwell with man, the Holy Spirit in the same sense comes to teach our, our finite minds and our, and our simple minds. He says it's a great condensation. Is that the right word? Condensation. See, I, I could have pulled that off and just acted like condensation. Meaning that if really, if the, the, the Holy Spirit, I'll, I'll say it this way. He, he tells this story. This explains it. He says there was a young man who was of high, he thought very highly of his own intellect. And maybe some of us do that sometimes. But he had to go and speak to a group of children. And he announced to the children, my dear children, it takes a great deal to bring a great mind down to your capacities. But he points out that Jesus never spoke that way. And the Holy Spirit does not deal with us in that way. He meets us at our point. I, when, uh, just like Max Licato said, no, he, he wants you just the way you are. But he'll work out the details. He'll grow you. He'll, he'll start the sanctification process. But he lowered himself, Christ lowered himself enough to become one of us in the most humble of, of ways, coming to a manger as a baby. And the Holy Spirit never treats us as if this high intellect has to be translated to my simple mind. No, he comes as a gentleman and he shows us the way. Hallelujah. 
The Holy Spirit wants to enlighten us to the things of God. He wants to help us understand. And the problem arises for us is we, we tend to look at everything through our physical senses. If we can't see it, smell it, touch it, taste it, whatever the fifth one is, I don't even know. If we can't, if we can't make sense of it in that, then we have a problem. And the, the truth is we need to and we can obtain spiritual insight and spiritual eyes to view the circumstances we go through. Many times when we're, when we're going through something, we're, we're trying to allow the way we've always done it, the way we've always understood, and we try to let that be how we understand. And we're going to be lost. We need to pray that the Holy Spirit teach us uh, how to see things as he would do. Have you ever, uh, let me ask you this, have you been successful in that? Would you raise your hand? You ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, I'm not seeing this, help me understand. Hallelujah. So I want to tell you, he can do those things. He will do those things if we will yield to him. Tony Evans is the, is the author of the series we're going through, and he has a book actually on this, and here's a quote from it, and this kind of goes to support this. He says, we often get confused about what are the real problems in life and what are merely illusions of problems. This is because without tapping into the Holy Spirit's insight, we rely on our own spiritual eyes, which are darkened. When you fail to see things spiritually, you react to things physically. And when you fail to trust in God's sovereignty, your body reacts with anxiety. And when you fail to step out in faith, you backtrack in fear. My Bible tells me in 2 Timothy 1.7, God has not given me a spirit of fear and timidity, 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 oh my goodness, or humidity, I don't know, <laughs> timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Folks, we don't have to fear. That doesn't mean we're, we're not going to fear, but we don't have to fear today. God has given us a spirit that is not one of fear, but as we've read, of, of power, and, and showing us how to live. Something, uh, we, we probably started off very early in our class talking about this, and it's something that has stuck with me, is how many times somebody will tell me something, and I'll say, man, what are the chances? Or I'll say, wow, what a coincidence. And I'm done doing that. I want to say I'm done doing that. I am trying to stop doing that. We had my daughter's wedding last week, and uh, the best man came to me, and we were just talking. He had just recently moved from Pennsylvania to Tennessee, and I said, you know, what took you down there? He's a drummer, and he's trying to make it in Nashville. That's where you go if you're a musician. You want to make it in Nashville. So he, a couple of months ago, made the move to Tennessee, not knowing what he would do. Him and his wife went down there, and he said, but one of my drum teachers back home asked, where are you moving? He said, I'm moving to Clarksville. He said, I know of a church there that would be a, a great fit because how many of you have ever looked for a church? It's difficult. It is difficult. You know, you go to a new town and you're trying to find, you know, what do I, what do I let, you know, I, I'll let that slide because I love this so much. But to find a church, no church is perfect. We understand that. But a church that is going to speak to your needs and allow you the opportunity to help and serve, it's a hard thing to find. If you've ever done that, it, it's very difficult. He goes to Clarksville. He said, we visited that church. 
And he said, it, it turned out to be everything we want. He said, as a matter of fact, next weekend I'm auditioning to play drums for them. And I said, wow, what are the chances? And I caught myself right then. I was so upset with myself because before I could say anything, he said, uh, what are the chances? He said, but God. And I was like, I know. I said, I've been talking about this in class you know, every week and, and been trying to be cognizant of it. But so many times, it just rolls off the tongue. Does it not? We just say, wow, you know, what, what are the chances? What a coincidence. We talked this, about this last week is the providence of God. And through his Holy Spirit, if, if any of you, uh, uh, you know, have a love for classical music, um, you know that uh, an orchestrator takes all of these pieces, all of these individual pieces, and he puts them together, and it makes a beautiful song. I want to tell you today, the Holy Spirit is a great orchestrator. And he can do things in our lives. He can put people into our lives at just the right time, the right situation. And he meets us right at the moment where we needed it most. And in those moments, we need to praise and thank him for that. Not toss it away on chance or what luck, no. The divine providence of God moving in our lives and showing us and, and meeting us at that point of need. The Holy Spirit knows exactly what he's doing and he deserves our credit. He deserves our praise and that's how we do it. That's how we thank him is we worship and thank God for his Holy Spirit. Amen. I recently was reminded of a story just came to my mind as I was thinking about this. I wish my mom was here to, to hear this story today. But back when she was pregnant with my younger brother, my younger brother now is 46. And through her pregnancy, she was having terrible headaches. Now, if you know my brother, I'm kidding. <laughs> she, she was experiencing... <laughs> bad headaches. So much so that she would just get up at night, sit in a rocking chair, and just deal with it. She would pray. And she said one night, she finally just had a song in her heart, and she, she sang this song, and maybe you know this. Now I belong to Jesus. Jesus belongs to me. Not for the years of time alone, but for eternity. And she said, when I sang that, my headaches subsided, and for the rest of the pregnancy, I had no, no headaches whatsoever. So it came for the Sunday for my brother to be dedicated, and my father has always had kind of a spiritual father that he's looked up to. His name was Roy Bevan. He was uh, from Wales, and uh, always, always an encouragement to us. I, I have letters that he wrote uh, to me right as I was going into full-time ministry. And I cherish those letters. They're both passed away, him and his wife. And, uh, but they were a great source of encouragement, even to us. But I know to my father, he was about 20 years older than my father. He, my dad really looked up to him. And he was in town when they were going to do the dedication. And he, they brought my brother Heath to be dedicated. And he said, before I start, I'd like to sing a song. And he's saying, now I belong to Jesus. Jesus belongs to me, not for the years of time alone, but for eternity. Now, do you think my mom said, wow, what a coincidence? 
What are the chances you would sing that song that I sang? No, it was, thank you, Lord. Lord, in my time of need, you knew and you spoke to me. And now today you are confirming, Lord, that you have you are a great orchestrator. You're putting these pieces when I don't even understand what is happening. Why am I going through this? What, what am I facing? Why am I facing this? Lord, you were there in my difficult time. Thank you for letting me know you care and that you're considerate of how I'm feeling. Hallelujah. I had an awesome experience this week, much like I told you that first time. I was putting this sermon together and I, I had just finished this portion of it. And I'm thinking on that. I was here by myself, which is a great thing. You know, I, I get to just kind of think and do whatever, not whatever I want. I was preparing a sermon. <laughs> Pastor, I was preparing. <laughs> and I, 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 sometimes I get to a point where I just need to walk away from it for a little bit or just, just a minute. But I actually was going to use the restroom. And I walked out of the office, if you can put yourself in the visual here, walking out of the office going this way, and I actually said out loud, because I heard this in my spirit, the Lord wants to meet with me. And I walked towards the sanctuary, and I could already feel it. I could already feel it. And the minute I got in the sanctuary, I began speaking in tongues and just walking around the sanctuary. It poured out of me, and I knew, God, Lord, you knew I needed this. But I said, Lord, forgive me that I didn't initiate it. But thank you. Thank you that you, Lord, wanted to... I, I laughed about it. Lord, you want to spend time with me. And I, I can't even understand it, it, if I could explain it. If you've ever had that kind of thing happen to you, but it was like I, ha I was doing what I wanted to do, and the Holy Spirit just interrupted me right at that moment. And he can do that for you today if you are yielding to him. Again, I was in this. I was thinking about it. I was pondering it. But I, was in, I, I can't say at the time I was thinking, Lord, speak to me. I was asking for his guidance and preparing, yes. And I think you can't go wrong in being in that realm at that moment and just dwelling with him and talking with him daily. But man, it just, I, Lynn will tell you, I didn't tell anybody about it because I wanted this moment, I wanted to convey it to you today that the Lord can speak to you. And if you would, you know, I could have easily said, the Lord wants to meet with me. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there in a minute. I, don't, I can't even tell you when I would use the restroom because I don't know when that actually came. But I just walked this, I just walked this altar area and I just, I just knew that, and, and I want to I read this to you because I want to tell you about something too. Romans 8, 26 through 27 says this. And this Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. I want to tell you, on Thursday, there were groans because I didn't know, I, I didn't have the words to say, but it was the Spirit speaking through me. It was a wonderful, it was an awesome experience, and I pray that for any one of you. 
I just thanked God that he would want audience with me, if that makes sense. That he would want that with me. And I thank him for that time of, of just isolation. I always think, I, I remember my brother telling me one time he was cutting his grass. And he was listening to praise and worship music. And he said he just lost it. He just began worshiping right there. And he said, wouldn't you know the neighbor was right there on the other side of the fence. And I don't know what you do, do in that moment. I don't know what I would have done if I did all of that and then somebody was here in the church with me. I was here by myself. So it was, it was, it was sometimes I just believe God knows for me that that's the moment. And maybe that happens for you too. Today I want to tell you who the Holy Spirit has been in my life. He has been a constant companion. I am continually, when we talk about prayer and we talk about you know, whether you do it in the evening or whatever, I feel like I'm talking to God all day long. And I know many of you have, have shared that as well. He has been a guide for me through difficult situations and, and decisions. And I, I can say this too, he has been a friend that even though I have a family and I have siblings and I have a wife and children and parents, they just weren't adequate, and that's not saying anything about them. They weren't adequate for what I needed at that time. But the Holy Spirit was the friend at that time. And some of you here today are in need of a helper. You're going through something, a situation, and you need somebody alongside of you helping you make the decisions or just walk through it to comfort you, to encourage you. That is the Holy Spirit. You've given others the opportunity to fill that void, and again, through no fault of their own, you know they can't provide what you need. Only the Lord can today. I do know this, that when we resist the Holy Spirit, when we feel that, that urge or we feel that and we, we press against it, all of these things I talked about this morning, we forfeit them. We forfeit the, the help that the Lord has offered us. And that can be a very lonely place. So we know what his purpose is and what he wants to do in our lives. The question is, will you allow him the opportunity? Let's pray today. Father, we're asking, Lord, I'm asking on behalf of my, my church family today. God, you know all of the things. We, Lord, nothing is hidden from you. Lord, the person on our left or our right may not even know of what we're facing today. Lord, but you do. And Lord, you have offered us a help. Lord, you have offered us an assistment, assistant, Lord, that will come by our side, will, will commune with us and walk through us, with us through whatever we're facing today. And God, for those of us here today, God, we need that moment. We need that, that, that communion with you that we have, we may not even know how much we are in need of it. Lord, I didn't know, but Lord, I knew that I, need, I wanted to meet with you, that you wanted to meet with me. And God, I'm not alone in that. Lord, you want communion with each one of us today. As your heads are bowed, I just want to ask you this morning, is that you? Is that you? Would you say, I, I Yes, I need, I need that moment. I walk with the Lord, I know the Lord, but 
I feel distant at times, and I need the Holy Spirit to move in my life. Would you raise your hand today? I want to pray with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hands everywhere. Hallelujah. I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to invite you to stand. And I want to sing an old song that I, I know you know. And I want you to come this morning and just seek the Lord. If that's you, you rose your hand, you, you rose your hand, you want to just seek him. This is a simple chorus we used to sing. Come, Holy Spirit, I need you. Come, sweet spirit, I pray. today, Lord, they've, they've gone the extra effort, Lord, and said, Lord, I need you right now. Father, would you meet them at their point of need? Lord, would you give them the understanding that they need today through your Holy Spirit? Lord, we worship you. We thank you, Lord God, for your gift. We thank you that you care enough, Lord God, about us, Lord, that you would give us this comforter to walk by our side. Holy Spirit, would you come in our, and meet us right now, God. Fill this place with your presence, Lord. Lord, let us recognize you today. Let, let, let us give you the credit, Lord, for all that you do in our lives, oh God. Forgive us, Lord, when we, when we give it to somebody else or something else, Lord, and we just don't recognize you. Help us to stop, Lord, and take the time to worship you and to thank you, Lord God, for it, Jesus. Let's sing it one more time together. Come Holy Spirit.
stand together this morning. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for the time that we come, Lord God. I pray, Lord, that as we, as we come into your house every week, Lord God, Lord, we're not just checking off or fulfilling a quota. Lord, we're coming in to hear from your word and respond to your word. God, and today your word has spoken to us that there is one that has come alongside of us to comfort us, to give us power, Lord God, to guide us. And Lord, I pray that we would not be remiss in not giving you the credit, Lord, but we would recognize, Lord, that it is you, it is your Holy Spirit who makes, who draws all this together. Lord, we, we don't even understand sometimes the circumstance or the situations, but Lord, you have, you are the great orchestrator. And I pray, Lord, that we would begin to recognize it in our life and Lord, we would praise you and thank you for it. God, I pray that as we go today that you would be blessed in our families, in our homes, in our jobs. Lord, and you would give us the opportunity to share uh, the love that we have for you, Lord God, and the love that you have for us. Let us share it with somebody else, I pray. Lord, thank you for your Holy Spirit today. Go with us. Lord, be blessed in our lives, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.